You have to give it to Microsoft for its commitment. Following the mixed reaction to the first Surface Duo, the company is back with a second generation version. But does it fix any of the problems of the original device? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss the Surface Duo is senior editor Lisa Edichico. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Roger. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, I credit Microsoft for coming up with a fresh design for that original Duo, having two screens uh, that fold like a book, as opposed to like a traditional foldable display or traditional, but the foldable displays we had seen from the likes of Samsung. That at least was, you know, it was unique. But what do you think about this new version? Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up about the differences between different foldables and how the Surface Duo is different because it is very different from something like the Galaxy Z Fold. You know, I think overall it is refreshing to see something different, but for the most part, I I just don't think this is ready for prime time to be your everyday phone. There's just too many drawbacks that come with it. Uh, the biggest thing is that there really aren't that many apps that are optimized to really be useful across both screens. Um, and, and that's important with a device like this, because remember, you're not just making an app bigger on a bigger screen when you unfold it like you are with the Galaxy Z Fold. These apps need to be optimized to kind of like separate out their features between the two displays. So that's really difficult. And you just don't get that benefit. You don't really get any benefit from the two screens if the app isn't optimized for it, unless you really just want to see two apps side by side. Right. And I think that's the dilemma here is that I think Microsoft, like I said, I applaud Microsoft for going for this different design, but by employing this two screen dynamic, they, they're forcing developers to essentially create or recreate their apps specifically for this one device, which given the sales or the, we don't really know how well it's sold, but it, we have to imagine it's not great. Like it, it, it's a small market for these developers to pay attention to, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, when it works, it works really well. You know, one of my favorite examples of this is the Amazon Kindle app, which basically makes the Surface Duo feel just like a book. And it's really cool to see that happen. And there's also some other good examples like games, um, you know, that are optimized for the two screens. You know, Asphalt 9 from Gameloft is one of the first examples of a game that's been optimized. And it's awesome. I mean, it turns the the Duo into like a Nintendo 3DS kind of thing. But it's just so specific, you know? Like if you're not doing that all the time, and again, not many apps are optimized in that way. It's really just not worth the trade-offs and not to mention that the high price that comes with this device. Yeah, well, let's get into that. How much is this device and how does it compare with the previous version? Yeah, so this one is, it starts at $1,500. So I believe that's $100 more expensive than last year's. But also, you know, there are some improvements. Um, there's a triple lens camera, which last year did not have. There's a faster processor in this. Um, this one runs on the Qualcomm Snapdragon 888 processor. There's 5G in this one. And there, there's some other you know, small changes as well, but those are really the biggest ones. So you, know, you can kind of see why the price is higher, but that also makes it even harder to justify buying something that, that feels like it might only really be helpful in, in like very like niche-like specific circumstances. Right, and that was definitely one of the big knocks on that original Duo was the, for such a supposedly premium priced device, the components were a little lackluster or fell behind some of the other standard premium phones that are out there. What were some of the other criticisms? I mean, do you think Microsoft did a good job of at least addressing some of those early concerns? 
Sure. So it, it's interesting that you bring that up because my first thought, even before I tried the device, when it was just announced, I was like, oh, great. Microsoft is adding these things that are helping the Duo catch up to other premium phones. The problem, though, is that wasn't really the biggest problem with the original Surface Duo. It added to the problems, but that wasn't the main reason why it was difficult to recommend. The bigger problem is that, you know, apps aren't optimized for it. You know, Microsoft hasn't made a strong case for why you need two screens on a phone. And also the, the software is still kind of buggy and glitchy. So on one hand, yes, Microsoft has addressed some of those concerns. You know, it's it's great that, you know, the, the hardware performance is faster. It's nice that you have a better camera, even though, you know, it's kind of awkward to use it, which I'll get to a little later. Um, but, you know, the, the big picture problem still isn't solved yet of why do you need two screens on a phone? Hmm. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that because you, you talked about sort of uh, you gave that one example of like holding this like a book when using the Kindle app, which you know makes a lot of sense to me. I'm curious, in general though, like when using this device, we've all kind of gotten used to holding smartphones in a certain way, right? They're all kind of rectangular slabs, and then we kind of hold them one way, or we'll turn them around if we're sitting down to watch something. But there are specific ways that we've been trained to hold and use these phones by having this sort of be double the width, like how does that change the dynamic? And was it like a comfortable transition to actually go with this larger design? Yeah, so, you know, honestly, it wasn't it, it wasn't as awkward as you would think if I was taking out my phone to actually do something. Like if I wanted to read an email, if I wanted to scroll through Twitter, I would mostly find myself kind of holding it like a book, even if I was only using one screen because that pose just kind of feels natural. Or like if I had to send a text message or reply to an email or a Slack message, I would actually find myself folding one screen back and kind of turning it into like a, a mini e-reader kind of thing. Because that's, you know, to your point, that's how I'm used to holding a phone when I'm texting. You know, I'm not used to really using, um, you know, two screens for that. So I found myself holding it in those ways most often. But when I was going to, you know, watch, um, you know, a TV show or a YouTube video or something, I would kind of fold it back into tent mode and, and prop it up on a table or a counter. And, you know, those are all, you know, interesting use cases. But the common thread between all of them is that I was only using one screen for all of those yeah. tasks, you know? Yeah, that that that's an interesting observation. Like when you said that, that like for a lot of these uh, a lot of these applications for how you use this thing, like folding it back, you basically are transforming it back into a regular phone so you can more comfortably use it, which I find kind of comical if you're spending that much money for a, a two-display phone. Uh, I, there's there's one new feature also that they added, this glance bar, which is basically a, a little display on the spine of the phone uh, where it folds. Like, it gives you some basic notifications. I'm curious how useful that is. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't really find it very useful at all, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's great that Microsoft is thinking about that because honestly, you know, I didn't get to mention this in the last answer, but, you know, when you're talking about how easy this device is to use, it's fine when you're sitting down to do something. But if I'm walking down the street and I just need to check a text message or the time or something, 
it, it was terrible for that because it's so big. I, I don't want to take it out of my pocket while I'm walking. I feel like I'm going to drop it or something. And you need two hands to, to open it. So, you know, it's times like that that made me really miss my, my regular phone. But with the glance bar, you know, it, it was useful when my phone was on silent and, and I didn't know it was ringing or something because it kind of lights up. But I, I almost never, you know, used it in, in the other way, which is, you know, you could press the power button to see the time or if you have any, you know, notifications that you missed. I pretty much never did that because it's really hard to see. It's like wedged into the, the hinge of the display. So, yeah, I, I didn't find it that useful. Yeah, some of these other foldables like the, the Z Fold have a second or an exterior display. It feels like that is kind of a missed opportunity for, for the Duo, like not having a larger front display to offer some of that more robust notification, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even the Galaxy Z Fold 3, you know, I, I personally think it's the best foldable that I've tried so far of all the ones that have come out in recent years. But it's still awkward to use as a phone because it's it's really thick and it's kind of a different shape. But I mean, it feels more like a phone than the Surface Duo does for sure, because it has that cover screen. And also that cover screen is bigger now than it was on, on, on the first version. So it really does feel more like a phone. And that's, I think, my biggest criticism about the Surface Duo 2 is that it doesn't seem to really know what it is. Like it, it, it doesn't, it's not easy enough to use to be like my, my daily everyday phone. Um, you know, I was able to, to use it that way just fine, but I think it really hit me when I switched back to my regular phone and how much of a relief it felt like to use that again. And I don't mean that to be mean, but I mean, it just, it takes so much getting used to. There's so much of a learning curve that comes with using something that's so different from what you're used to using every day. No, I don't, I don't think that's mean at all. I think that's a really apt way to put it. Like that's a, like if you're feeling relief after switching back to your sort of standard way of using a phone, I mean, it definitely shows that, you know, the not just the learning curve is steep, but maybe there are some user interface issues that Microsoft still needs to work out with this thing. Uh, I'm curious, just in, in general, you know, there's a lot, a lot of talk of folding phones, foldable phones, um, you know, beyond this, there's obviously, we talked about the Z Fold and there's the Z Flip. Uh, there's a number of companies working on this stuff. I'm curious, like, whether or not just in general folks are, like, at what point do you think folks will be ready for stuff like this? Or if we're still kind of in that experimental phase? You know, I do think we're still, we're kind of in, like, the in-between of, like, experimental and like prime time, I think, because some of these devices like the Galaxy Z Fold and the Z Flip don't feel like experiments anymore. They they feel like polished devices. But I, I do think that people aren't quite ready for them yet, if that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I, I do think we're still in like an experimentation phase, though, because we're still trying to figure out what kind of foldable device is the best, like which one offers the best value, which one really pushes the experience forward. And for me personally, I am a bigger fan of something like the Z Fold because, and, and even the Duo, right? If, you know, all issues aside, I think the idea of having more screen space is more appealing because we do everything on our phones now. And I think that, you know, design is kind of in line with the way things have changed over the past decade in terms of how much we rely on these mobile devices. The downside though is that, Again, you have to trade off a lot of conveniences that we're used to when it comes to things that are quick and glanceable and easy to take out in a snap and easy to hold, right? 
So I don't know. I think for me, and I don't know, this is probably still far out, but I feel like these devices might become popular in a world where like literally every single person has a smartwatch or a pair of smart earbuds where they can get quick glanceable notifications like in a much easier way and you don't have to take out your phone as much and your phone is more like you know the the role that like laptops once played for us where we would use laptops not f- even just for work but that was the way that we checked social media and email and stuff like that so that that's kind of my line of thinking I think you know I I do think that they're a bit too uh, cumbersome right now and expensive, but I think we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm definitely glad that these companies are investing in this because you're right. I don't think folks are quite ready to make this change. I think especially in these volatile times. I mean, from a from a more holistic perspective, I don't know if folks are ready to jump onto a new a completely new design or form factor for a phone when everything else seems like it's so chaotic. Maybe that's me being philosophical, but uh, definitely an interesting, interesting time and, and love seeing that they're, they are still playing around new designs, even if they're not always perfect. So uh, Lisa, thanks for your time. You can check out her review of the Surface Duo on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.